0: Focus on Headline. All right, let's take a look at what major issues are making the headlines today on Focus on Headline. For this, uh, joining us in the studio, we have our usual Wednesday reporters in Handan and Ejeong guys. Welcome back. Good evening. We're going to start things off uh, with uh, South Korean President Yoon Suk uh, Yeol calling on the communications and finance sectors to share the pains of citizens struggling through the what's uh, been really an economically turbulent times for us. Uh, he did once again order ministries to mobilize all efforts and focus their policies on reviving the livelihoods of the people. Tana, tell us more about his remarks here.
1: Well, President Yoon Sung-yeol, during an emergency economic meeting held today, urged communications companies and major commercial banks to take part in sharing the people's economic burden by actively taking steps to contain prices. Uh, President Yoon took aim at the communications and financial industries, saying both are part of the public goods systems, pointing out that they operate in the form of oligopoly based on the government's approval. So he's basically saying that the privilege and the benefits that they enjoy from such a system must be voluntarily shared with the people in difficult times like this. People in Korea, like uh, in many other countries, have been hit hard by high inflation and high interest rates. Um, while in the contrast, banks have been enjoying record level of profits. Uh, President Yun instructed relevant ministries to find ways to increase actual competitiveness in the oligopolistic banking and communication sectors. He said that um, as the two industries have huge impact on the household budgets of struggling ordinary citizens, he believes that they should voluntarily take part in sharing the pain of pr- price stabilization in tandem with the government's efforts efforts to improve relevant systems. His remarks follow his previous claims aimed at Korea's five major banks that uh, instead of handing out excessive bonuses to bank employees from huge benefits they reaped from high interest rates, it would be wiser to share people's financial burden and take the chance to build solid reserves against possible future market volatility.
0: Now, Don, another financial burden weighing certainly heavily on the people is the soaring heating costs and the electricity uh, fees that uh, we've been talking about for some quite time now. Uh, we also talked about with G uh, and Soa yesterday uh, about the, the burdens faced by even all of us uh, facing these soaring heating and uh, electricity bills. In regards to this, uh, what was said during the meeting?
1: Well, uh, President Yoon promised that the government will freeze public utility fees in the first half of the year to help ease people's economic burdens as much as possible. He said that the government will control the scope and speed of increases in electricity, gas and other energy fees to minimize people's burdens and provide more support to vulnerable groups. He asked for cooperation from local governments to stabilize local public utility fees as well. Following his remarks, the Seoul city announced that it'll postpone its planned hikes of public transportation fees to the latter half of this year. It was initially seeking to raise subway, bus and taxi fares from April this year. President Yoon also took aim at the previous Moon Jae-in administration, saying that Korea's recent struggle clearly shows that the people will suffer when government policies are based on ideology and populism, not science. The remarks are largely interpreted as President Yoon blaming the previous government for delaying necessary public utility fee hikes and seeking unrealistic nuclear phase-out to gain people's popularity. The emergency economic meeting on people's livelihoods have been taking place since last July, presided over by
0: President Yoon himself. In the meantime, South Korea's three mobile carriers announcing that they would provide additional mobile data without any extra cost uh, for the month of March, Uh, again, to ease the burden of household telecommunication costs uh, for myself. I use unlimited data. I don't know how this is going to impact Mm -hmm. me. But uh, again, that's just myself. There are many people who have uh, much more affordable data plans, which certainly could help them out. Chiang, let's get the details of this.
2: Uh, Sure. Now, South Korea's three telecommunication companies introduced this plan as a way to support the government's plan to stabilize the financial burden that people are going through in their everyday lives. Now, first, SK Telecom will provide 30 gigabytes of free data uh, to 3G, LTE, and 5G customers age 19 or older. Now with 30 gigabytes of data, as you know, you can watch about 30 hours of HD level quality on your favorite streaming services. um, And you can also enjoy 300 hours of music streaming services and also 120 webtoons online. So that's a lot of data. Now SK plans to provide details um, as how to use the free data through its website this month. Now, also, KT customers will be able to use uh, 30 gigabytes as well uh, of free data on March 1st, To as well as to, again, 3G, LTE, 5G customers um, age 19 or older, and uh, who do not and also uh, people who do not have the um, complete unlimited data plan. Now, KT plans to notify their customers uh, to the uh, who are subject to this free data um, through text messages um, before February 28th, and the free data can be used for a month from March 1st to March 31st. Um, unlike SK, SK and KT, LGU Plus will additionally provide the exact amount of data that each customer has for their data plan to all mobile service customers for a month in March. This means that if you have a monthly plan of 30 gigabytes, you will have an additional 30 gigabytes. And if you have a monthly plan of 50, then you'll get an additional 50. Now, for LGU Plus customers who already have the 5G unlimited data plan or uh, use one have the 100 uh, gigabytes or more uh, plan, you will be able to share the additional data on other devices such as tablets or PCs. Now, you can also receive additional. Uh, usable uh, tethering data as much as the basic provided amount that you already have. Now, please keep in mind that you would have to apply for the additional data after you get a text from the company to receive the free data. So this doesn't come if you don't act on it. You have to apply for all three companies uh, in March. And also, the unused data will not be carried over to the next month.
0: I feel like, uh, again, I mean, this is for uh, those that are 19 and over, right? Mm -hmm. So. All the kids out there, all the teenagers who could certainly use those additional uh, gigabytes, uh, you will not be uh, part of this. Mm -hmm. Uh, But as we continue to talk about, uh, we've also talked about the public sentiment uh, certainly turning very much cold against uh, major commercial banks in Korea. Uh, We talked about the board members enjoying excessive bonuses. Uh, We talked about the excessive severance pays or the the early retirement payments. Uh, that are coming out to something like around like 600 to 700 million Korean won is what they're saying. Uh, And this is all from the record profits gained from the high interest rates. So as the average Joe, or uh, the normal citizens are certainly struggling to pay off these uh, high interest rates and the mortgages. You have all these banks uh, enjoying these uh, record profits here. And now the government stepping in to ease the bank's oligopoly here. Tan, what's the plan on this?
1: Well, soaring interest rates allowed the major banks to reap record profits despite a near 50 percent drop in stock valuation gains and commissions as the stock market plummeted. Korea's five major commercial banks paid nearly $1.4 trillion one in bonuses to executive members last year amid record earnings. And according to the Financial Supervisory Service, interest income accounted for more than 90 percent. 90% Jeez. of total operating profit earned by Pungmin Shinhan Hana and Uribank Bank last year, sparking criticism that their board members were showered with money uh, that came from struggling borrowers. Amid rising criticisms that President Yoon's call uh, and President Yoon's call on banks to share people's financial burden, Financial Supervisory Service Chief Ibo kyun today ordered staffs to look into ways to change the current oligopoly system into $1 based completely on competition. Lee emphasized the need to review various systems and measures to provide banking services to financial consumers at efficient market prices by promoting competition in banking business. And the financial watchdog is reportedly uh, eyeing Britain's case as a good example. The British government induced the establishment of new banks to promote competition between industries following Brexit. And as a result, the so-called challenger banks, such as Internet-only banks or banks that were converged with fintech, have expanded. Uh, A bank is, of course, a single authorization form, but the government believes that if the authorization unit is lowered to activate several competitive banks in a specific field, it could break the current oligopoly system dominated by just a handful of commercial banks. In other words, if authorization segmentation is introduced in the banking industry, a large number of independent banks could also emerge, giving financial consumers a variety of options. For instance, uh, banks specializing in small businesses or wholesale and retail specialized banks are Banks specializing in small and mid uh, sized uh, enterprises uh, could emerge. The share of deposits in the Korean currency among the five major banks, namely Uri, Shinhan, Hana, and 국민, reached 77% in 2019.
0: Again, it's like one of those things where. Uh I'm pretty sure all of us use one of those banks that were listed in there, right? And I mean, we have a choice as you know consumers, and it's one of those things where uh, the bigger name banks are the ones that we trust. And so even though we might not be happy with the fact that these it's, these are the major banks that are completely dominating the market there, but... You know, when it comes to money, you have to trust the people that are taking care of your money. And so you tend to choose uh, these banks. But definitely, when it comes to like the interest rates, like it's been re- really ridiculous. I mean, the, the criticism towards the bank has been really, really severe. I mean, we talk about the rising interest rates on the mortgages, uh, unless it's fixed. And then the fact that like deposit interest rates are not going up when the interest rates overall are going up and mm-hmm. they're even decreasing the, uh, the deposit uh, rates. And so, no one wants to trust money into the banks, and they're going. You guys are reaping in these, uh, you know, profits, and you guys are giving away these bonuses, and yet you guys are going to continue to take these high interest rates. So, yeah, things the the, the look on the, uh, the the Korean banks right now is not so. Uh, a lot of people are not so happy with them right now. Uh, but speaking of the economy, the nation's economic growth is uh, slowing for eighth consecutive month. Uh, South Korea has added the lowest number of additional jobs in nearly two years in the month of January as well. Jiang, uh, what do the numbers look like and what are some of the reasons behind this slump?
2: Uh, yeah, well, according to the data compiled by the Statistics Korea, the number of employed people stood at 27.36 million last month up some 411,000 from a year earlier, which marked the lowest on-year growth since March 2021, where the numbers were 314,000. Now, since May of 2022, we've we've been seeing a fall in the on-year gains in additional jobs where the numbers were 935,000 in May of last year. Now, also compared to last year's figures in January, it's a huge fall. In January 2022, the numbers were 1.13 million additional jobs and those aged 60 and older accounted for most of the additional jobs added last year in January, with 400,000 jobs and people in their 50s and 30s took up 107,000 and 27,000 of the new jobs respectively. Now, the number of jobs for those in their 40s and 20s on the other hand, moved down 63,000 and 43,000 respectively over the period. Now, going back to the numbers in 2023 of January, new jobs were mainly created in the welfare, accommodation, restaurant and communication sector. And on the other hand, jobs from the retail, wholesale, transportation and agriculture sector did not contribute much in the additional job figures. Now, these sluggish numbers come amid the government's aggressive monetary tightening move as a way to tame inflation. Now, a hike in borrowing costs typically weighs down employment as businesses and households kind of cut their spending at times like this. Mm. Now, the Ministry of Economy and Finance said that another contributing factor is the uh, falling streak in exports of South Korea. Now, as you know, South Korea exports reached a steeper on-year decline in January on weak demand for semiconductors and other products. So that's why the ministry predicted that that the country's drug growth is expected to slow by a wider margin starting next month. But on the brighter side, but I don't know if it is the brighter side, they said that the unemployment rate is expected to remain Flat, nearly flat, considering the decreasing population.
0: Yeah, you're right. I'm not sure if that's <laughs> really a good news on, on the bright side here. Mm-hmm. Uh, decreasing population, obviously, not a, a good thing. Not to mention the aging population as well. Right. It's interesting with the uh, the majority of the additional jobs being added amongst the the 60 and uh, mm-hmm. 60 and older, right? It's all the, the part time jobs. So it's not full time right. jobs. They're taking on jobs that are not uh, you know wanted by some right. of the the younger groups out there. So I mean, I guess. In some ways, like good news for the those in their sixties, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, many of them kind of, you know, were forced to retire, and they, you know, they want to find jobs. They need additional uh, income and things like that. But you look into people in their twenties and thirties and the forties who still Mm -hmm. need a job. uh, It is a a big concern right now. Uh, In the meantime, the U.S. posting higher than expected inflation in the month of January, uh, certainly reigniting fears over prolonged inflation and strengthening the case for further rate hikes. Uh, Now, the figure came after signs of disinflation raised hopes for many that the U.S. Fed will soon end this tightening policies. We saw them uh, recently in their uh, recent uh, rate hike, it was only 25 basis points when we were kind of uh, always seeing a uh, 50 and 75 basis points mm-hmm. left and right. Tan, let's get the latest figures on this.
1: Sure. U.S. inflation rose by 0.5 percent in January following a 0.1 percent increase in December, according to the Consumer Price Index report released Tuesday. The annual gain of the Consumer Price Index, which measures a broad basket of common goods and services, rose by 6.4 4% from a year ago. The figures are higher than what markets have projected. The core CPI, excluding volatile food and energy, increased 0.4% monthly and 5.6% from a year ago against respective estimates of 0. 0.3 and 5.5%. Rising shelter costs accounted for about half the monthly increase, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. The component, which accounts for more than one third of the index, rose 0.7 percent on month and was up 7.9 percent from the previous year. Energy was another significant contributor, up 2 percent, while food costs rose 0.5 percent. Rising prices meant a loss in real pay for workers and the average hourly earnings fell 0.2 percent for the month and were down 1.8 percent from a year ago. Wages, of course, are a, a strong indicator of where inflation is headed. While price increases had been abating in recent months in the U.S., January's data shows inflation is still a force in danger of slipping into recession this year. Economists say the Fed Will not make decisions based on just one report, uh, but clearly uh, the risks are rising that inflation will not cool fast enough for the Fed's liking. Announcing the latest rate hike, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell has talked about disinflationary forces at play, but um, last month's numbers show the central bank probably still has more work to do.
0: It's interesting that the uh, the rising uh, shelter costs accounted for about uh, half the monthly increases. Uh, you know, by rising. shelter costs, for example, like rent prices, right? And so what was happening in the United States was uh, they were trying to increase the rents previously, but... Because of COVID nineteen, right? There was like regulations in place where like the government kind of uh, you know interfered and said, "Listen, you guys can't increase the rent too much, and you can't force people out." And so a lot of the the the, the homeowners or I guess landlords uh, were forced to kind of freeze the rent uh, rent uh, prices. And then now that you know everything is kind of eased and everyone's going back to work and uh, COVID nineteen is almost a, almost a thing of the past. I've heard that in the United States. I mean, they're increasing rents left and right, right? and it's just getting out of hand and a lot of people are saying well yes we have jobs but you have to understand that the salary hasn't increased uh, you know, in line with the increases in rent prices and the food prices and things like that, so a lot of people are really struggling uh, due to the, the the high rent costs. And and you know, for our listeners who are not from the United States, rent, rent prices in like the U.S. is just ridiculous. It's thousands of dollars, uh, for example, in New York. So uh, hard to afford if you're making less than that, and as, as many Americans are at this time. Uh, let's move on here. Uh, we have been long seeing both the ruling and main opposition parties uh butting heads on several issues but uh, it does seem like on the bright side here when it comes to the country's veterans that have some uh, they have come together to endorse a government reorganization plan under which the veterans affairs agency will be elevated to the ministry level uh, and become a separate body. Uh, Jean, let's let's get more on this.
2: Sure. Now, on Tuesday, officials of the ruling People Power Party and the main opposition Democratic Party made the joint announcement after reaching an agreement to pass a plan through the National Assembly later this month. And the plan calls for upgrading the Ministry of Patriots and Veteran Affairs, which currently holds the administrative status of a sub-ministry-level uh, government body into an independent ministry. Now, this will empower the Veterans Affair Minister to fully join the Cabinet decision-making process. Now, if everything goes as planned, we will be able to see the Ministry of Patriots and Veterans Affairs fully branch out and maybe launch by this May. Now, so the minister will have to go through a confirmation of hearing, a confirmation hearing. And pundits say that there is a high chance that the current head of Veterans Affairs, Park Binshik, will be nominated as a candidate. Now, the ruling and main opposition party also made a bipartisan agreement to set up a New sub-ministry level agency handling uh, consular affairs and services under the foreign ministry. But when it came to the Ministry of Gender and Equality, both parties were not on the same page. Uh, They failed to reach a consensus on whether to abolish the gender ministry. Now uh, replacing the gender ministry with a lower-level office under the interior ministry was one of President Yoon Song Yo's election pledges. But the Democratic Party has opposed to has opposed to this idea, saying that it could undermine the country uh, the country's gender equality policy. But this matter will further be discussed by the floor leaders of the rival party later this month.
0: It's interesting how uh, in, in, in all countries, there's always uh, a certain topic of discussion that uh, both parties can't come to an agreement with. Like here <laughs> yes. in South Korea, will be like, in you know, regards to uh, Veterans Affairs, apparently, like in the United States, despite the fact that the Republicans and the Democrats are always uh, butting hat. China-related stuff is the one thing they could always agree <laughs> on. They'll always pass a resolution. They'll pass anything that's related <laughs> to going against uh, China. So, mm. I, I mean... It, this is big. I mean, it's good to finally see that the two sides come together and come to an agreement here because we've just been seeing too much clashes uh, mm-hmm. between the two parties here. Guys, uh, let's move on here. Uh, let's talk about the ongoing updates uh, in the um, the devastating Turkey-Syria earthquakes. Uh, South Korea held a meeting today on sending the second team of rescuers uh, and uh, relief goods to the quake-hit uh, Turkey. This, as the death toll in Turkey and Syria surpassed 41% uh, with Turkey marking the worst casualties in the country's modern history. Tan, uh, let's get the latest on this.
1: Right. The interagency meeting presided over by Foreign Minister Pak Jin today focused on the details of additional assistance, including reconstruction and recovery aid. The government will send the second rescue team tomorrow to quake-ridden regions in Turkey, along with some 55 tons of relief goods. Unlike the first team, which consisted of some 120 rescuers dispatched from special military units, and the fire department. The second team will consist of around 20 members, mainly medical professionals, to help the quake survivors members include those at National Medical Center, the Korea Foundation for International Medical Health, and the Defense Ministry. Minister Pak said that uh, rescue operations at the scene appear to be shifting from pulling out survivors to recovery of the victims and reconstruction efforts. He said that the Turkish government is now asking for relief items uh, rather than more rescuers placing priority on helping quake survivors. Uh, And this as a survival window rapidly closes amid a fast rising death toll. Young will have the details on this, but uh, the death toll in Turkey and Syria has now climbed to well past 41,000. The government also plans to send 55 tons of relief goods, including over 1,000 tents and other shelter materials, over 3,000 blankets and over 2,000 sleeping bags. The second team of rescuers will receive the baton from the first team who saved eight lives since arriving in the hardest-hit region of Hatai a week ago. According to Yonhap News Agency, members of the first rescue team are now suffering from harsh uh, rescue conditions amid severe cold with no electricity and no water supply. And this on top of worsening security situation in some areas where hundreds of looters and robbers have been arrested.
0: Again, I mean, we have been hearing stories of miracles here and there, but uh, as uh, days go by, hours go by, uh, things are looking grimmer and grimmer. And it is sad to say that, uh, like, you know, Talon said, it is kind of shifting now from search and rescue to search and recovery. And we are going to get the latest updates on this. We're looking at now uh, over 41,000 people dead. Uh, because of the earthquake. Uh, the one that struck was 7.8, and then hours after, there was a 7.0. There's a lot of um, different uh, reports on it. Some people are saying 7.4, 7.5. The expert we talked to yesterday was saying uh, 7.6. Uh, but nevertheless, this number is going to continue to rise. Uh, and what they're saying is right now, the reason why, because it was like, you know, people saying that it might go reach 100,000, but why is it still 31,000 right now after over a week? The process in which they're doing the search and rescue operation, it's very slow. They have to be very careful. It's not like they could take a crane and just lift off the rubble mm-hmm. and see if anybody's under it. It's hand by hand. It, it's a very delicate process, which is why it's very slow right now. But nevertheless, They do continue to look for more miraculous searches for the survivors here. Chiang, let's get the latest on uh, the Turkey-Syria earthquake.
2: Yeah, so to give you the exact numbers that have been announced so far in Turkey and Syria, at least 41,219 people were reported dead on Tuesday. Um, There were 35,418 people killed in Turkey and in Syria. The death toll currently stands at 5,801 in both government and rebel Controlled areas of northeastern, uh, northwestern Syria. Now, the numbers coming reported in Syria came from combined figures from the Syrian Ministry of Health and the Syrian Civil Defense and medical group that operates in opposition held areas, also known as the White Helmets. Now, the World Health Organization's regional director for Europe, Hans Klug, even called the earthquake the worst natural disaster in the WHO European Union for uh, for a century. Now, Klug said during a press briefing on Tuesday that there are still learning about its magnitude and its true cost is. Not known yet. Now, he added that 26 million people across both countries are in need of humanitarian assistance. With water and sanitation facilities being hit, concerns are mounting over health issues, including the spread of infectious diseases. So that's why the WHO launched a $43 million appeal to support the earthquake response and with likely more to come.
0: Yeah, the big, I think, issue, especially Over in Syria, right now is uh, the outbreak of cholera. And Mm -hmm. uh, cholera has been breaking out in that country since uh, last uh, September. And the biggest, the way that cholera is spread often is through water. And uh, because of these bodies and uh, the lack of uh, water supplies and the the, the, high, you know, the hygiene situation not being so good, they're saying that it's further spreading uh, cholera. But the other big problem with cholera is that there's already a shortage of cholera vaccines right now uh, all over the world. And so the WHO is basically saying, listen, there's a shortage of this. We need to start acting up right now. Uh, we need to start supplying more of these vaccines to some of these hard hit cities, uh, uh, countries like for example, Syria and uh, Turkey might be uh, affected by this. Is a lot the infectious disease is a big problem uh, especially amongst the 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 survivors uh right now and speaking of the white helmets i know i, I like to kind of share at least some uh, bright news that comes out in turkey there was a uh a very emotional video that came out that i saw a couple of days ago they uh, found uh, a young girl i believe she was around like six or seven years old of age she was found uh alive after over 160 hours and uh the first thing that she said when she came out, or when they discovered her, found her, and they were trying to, uh, you know, pull her out, is she said, "When she grows up, she wants to be a member of the White Helmets uh, because oh, oh it's, I, it's, a
2: tearjerker. Oh my so heartbreaking it is
0: yeah. hard to see it, but again, I, I always want to kind of share the, the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the miracle stories, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like, although it's true, it's, it's. Anything short of a miracle, if you're going to continue to find find survivors right now, I think the latest news was uh, they found uh, a a woman and a man who was trapped over, what was it? uh, They're looking at 200 hours, I believe. But um, hopefully uh, we can share more stories of this. Let's move on here. Uh, the Vice Foreign ministers of South Korea and the U.S. holding talks over in Washington where the two reaffirmed the ironclad alliance, uh, not to mention discussing ways to deter North Korea's evolving threats. Tan, uh, let's get the, uh, the key takeaways from that meeting.
1: Sure. First, Vice Foreign Minister Choi hyun held talks with U.S. Deputy Secretary of State Wendy Sherman to discuss pending regional issues with North Korea high on the agenda. Uh, Sherman reaffirmed the U.S. commitment to the security and defense of South Korea and underscored that the U.S. stays committed to providing and boosting extended deterrence. According to the foreign ministry, the two agreed to work together to achieve real peace on the Korean Peninsula through joint efforts. Cho, following a three-way meeting with Sherman and his Japanese counterpart Takeomori yesterday, had insisted that peace without complete denuclearization of North Korea is fake peace. Cho and Sherman also vowed to boost the effectiveness of U.S. protection of South Korea through the extended deterrent strategy and consultation group set to be held this year. Seoul and Washington reactivated the consultation group uh, late last year after a five-year suspension. Cho and uh, Sherman also stressed the need to fully implement existing United Nations Security Council sanctions on North Korea to rein in Pyongyang's advancing nuclear and missile capabilities, uh, while agreeing to intensify their uh, their joint efforts to curb illicit cyber activities by North Korea. Uh, the U.S. National Security Council has said the North funds up to 30 percent of its resources for its uh, illegal weapons development programs through illicit cyber activities, such as Cryptocurrency and money laundering. Uh, the two also agreed to continue expanding bilateral cooperation, marking the 70th anniversary of the U.S. South Korea alliance to beyond the traditional realms. To this end, Deputy Secretary Sherman said the U.S. will continue to work to address South Korea's uh, Inflation Reduction Act concerns over U.S. tax benefits uh, that are only limited to electric vehicles assembled in North America. Chul also met with U.S. Undersecretary of Defense for Policy, Colin Call, where the two stressed the importance of strengthening joint defense against North Korea's evolving threats. They agreed on the importance of strengthening U.S. extended deterrence while maintaining strong U.S.-South Korea joint defense posture against unprecedented advancements in North Korea's nuclear and missile threats.
0: Moving on here, uh, as widely expected, China plans to resume issuing short-term visas for travelers from South Korea. This, of course, after South Korea's decision last week uh, to end that uh, COVID-linked travel restrictions and those coming in from China. Uh, Jane, let's get the latest on this.
2: Sure. Now, the Chinese embassy in Seoul said on its social media account that uh, on Sat- uh, from, from Saturday, this coming Saturday, actually, the Chinese embassy in Seoul and other consulates will resume issuing short-term visas for Korean citizens to visit China for business, transit and other private affairs. Now, China halted issuing short-term visas to South Korea last month, uh, which was a retaliatory move after South Korea had imposed a number of COVID restrictions uh, on travelers coming from China uh, following Beijing's abrupt ending of its zero COVID policy. Now, Seoul had planned to impose visa curbs until the end of February, but restarted issuing visas last week, saying that the number of infections among Chinese arrivals are uh, dropping significantly. Now, although visa issuance has been normalized between the two countries, plans to increase flights between Korea and China have been frozen. And China has not included Korea in the group of countries, which are currently 20 countries, to allow its citizens to travel in group tours. So observers say that it might take a while for travel to see a huge number for for, to to see a huge number of people Mm. traveling to each other's countries. So that's why foreign ministries from both countries are in talks to increase the number of flights between the Two countries back to the pre COVID days, which was 100 flights per week.
0: No, there's de- no denying that if uh, Chinese tourists uh, come back to South Korea, the tourism industry is going to go back, uh, you know, mm-hmm. booming once again, right? That was the big thing with, uh, you know, with the THAAD deployment and then COVID 19. Mm-hmm. We saw, you know, places like Myeongdong turn into a ghost town. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's certainly impacting the economy. So I guess on that front, uh, good news here. But uh, speaking of foreign ministries, the China's foreign ministry has urged South Korea to clearly distinguish what is right and wrong regarding Washington's recent decision uh, to shoot down the suspected Chinese spy balloons. Chen, let's also get the details of this.
2: Yes. Now, uh, on Wednesday, the Chinese foreign ministry said through their official website that Vice Minister Sun Weidong made the call during a meeting with South Korean Ambassador Chung Jae-ho the previous day. Now, the ministry said Sun called on Seoul to make an objective rational and fair judgment. Now, China's call for Seoul to pick a side uh, follows comments earlier this week by South Korea's first vice foreign minister, Cho hyun where he met with his U.S. and Japanese counterparts in Washington, saying that South Korea trusts the U.S. official stance on the balloon matter as an allied nation saying, quote, Seoul's position that any type of infringement of territorial sovereignty cannot be tolerated and necessary measures should be taken in accordance with international law. Now, after uh, this, Beijing, for its part, has claimed that the balloon was not a spying uh, aircraft, but a civilian aircraft that had entered the U.S. airspace by accident. So China is pretty much saying, "Hey, Korea, pick a side."
0: (laughs) Not not the first time that that's happened, (laughs) right? It's always happened. That's Mm -hmm. that puts you in a difficult situation, and it's one of those things where South Korea, luckily, they have good relations. I I would like to say still, Mm -hmm. South Korea has good relations with China so far, Mm -hmm. uh, and they have good relations obviously with with the United States. And you're kind of that one friend. stuck in the middle when the other two friends are feuding and things like that Mm. well hopefully this is all resolved here guys as always thank you very much for coming in with your reports please stay safe and we'll see you guys again thank Thank you 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 can listen to korea now with me sj lee by downloading the arirang radio application or tune in online by visiting www.arirangradio.com so make sure you tune in mondays through fridays 6 p.m to 8 p.m korea time